0: Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you.
1: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Beautiful day here in Los Angeles, California, mm-hmm. as it usually is. The weather in Los Angeles is beautiful. It's mild. Welcome to Jordan, Jesse Go Show about not much particularly. Um, I mean...
2: If we're in need of a topic, if we're spinning our wheels, can I run some cat songs by you? Well, yeah. some cat dinner songs specifically. Do
1: you mind if I bring our guest into the mix? and yeah. Just so just in case she has any feelings about that? Sure. This.
3: Yeah, I have a lot of feelings I want to share about cat dinner songs, uh, whatever they are.
1: Our guest, Helen Zaltzman, the co-host of one of my favorite comedy podcasts, Answer Me This.
3: Thank you, Jesse.
1: Visiting from some 6,000 <laughs> miles away.
3: I came just for the day.
1: Yeah, and it's it was very kind of you. We, of course, bought you a plane ticket on the Concorde.
3: Yeah, uh, they had to resuscitate the Concorde just for me. They had to take one of the <laughs> ornamental ones that they've still got, put a pilot in it, in it and check the engine hadn't been taken out because it was well, an
1: ornament. We were going to bring you over here on the space shuttle. We have a space shuttle <laughs> here in Los Angeles. I'm, I
3: was pretty disappointed, but maybe on my return journey.
1: Yeah, yeah. fair enough.
3: I would appreciate it.
1: Fair enough. We'll do yeah. a quick jump. Sure. You just, you were to just surprised to bounce leave. out of the atmosphere. Yeah. Bounce back. If, well, you were just, you were
2: surprised to learn that the space shuttle is confined to a hangar in a museum. Yeah. I, th- I, I said, get it
3: out
1: there. Let's transport some podcasters.
2: Sure. Yeah.
3: Which, which one? In, in the Kennedy Space Center? Because we were debating whether that's the real one or whether it's a replica, because we thought the real one would probably be in quite bad shape, having sort of fallen through, through the space. atmosphere.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw the space shuttle a few weeks ago.
1: Ooh. There's
3: a couple of them. Yeah. There,
1: there's like three I or four. I dropped the right. $2 to see the spaceship. Wow. Jordan's a rich man. He's got YouTube money. He is a pretty
3: big deal. Uh,
2: And it did have some space wear and tear on it. I mean, I don't know if that was cosmetic, if they were like, oh, people won't buy this if it's, you know, pristine. But it did seem to have some
3: space on it. Well, you would want some space on it because you wouldn't want a rocket that was just a show rocket. Right. Well, maybe it's like in uh, Hollywood now. They seem to be going off uh, employing actresses who've done so much to their faces they no longer move. So, they want them to retain some, some of the character of life. If they're playing a 50 year old woman, they want them to look 50. So, maybe they thought we'd better make this rocket look like it's uh, not right. just been.
1: Like in someone the went around and, and just hit it with a piece of charcoal a few times.
2: Yeah, or... as they
3: do to Nicole Kidman. Right. right. Yes, sure. <laughs> yes this, the space shuttle went through the
2: same process that Charlize Theron went through uh, before her film Monster. Yeah, and then. It got real fat.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and then it had to lose <laughs> it in order to be aerodynamic. It's a problem. <laughs> right. But if anything, I took a more improbable uh, mode of transport. To get here. Uh, I took Let's a- not get into oh. that. We have to talk about these cat songs. Oh, yeah. sorry. oh, sorry. Yeah, I took a cat that was singing the whole way. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank awful.
2: you for uh seamlessly into my uh, dumb thing that I
1: wanted to talk about. I brought about. you in here to talk about cat songs, Helen. I did not bring you in here to talk about modes of transportation. We could talk yeah. about that later.
2: potentially A potentially interesting story about traveling across the country. <laughs> Hold Lord, on to that. Lord knows we wouldn't want to
3: hear that. We have bullshit
1: to prattle
2: on about. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
3: I've, I've not prepared properly uh, according to the principles of Jordan Jesse Go.
1: <laughs> I'm very excited to hear about uh, this cat song. I'll, if you tell me about your cat songs, I'll tell you the song that I sing uh, with Simon.
2: Oh, great. Terrific. Um, so uh, I've started giving my cat just a little bit of food, uh, at night before bed. Um, why? Uh, you know, because it, it just helps me sleep a little bit longer. So she doesn't uh, start going nuts at 6am. Right. Um, could
3: you get the postman to post a little bit of food through every morning at (laughs) 6am so she finds it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that might be nice. Do you think at at 6am, do you think that's when she starts trying to eat you? Like that's when she thinks you're dead.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. He's like well he's been he's been uh he's been in repose for yeah. you know about eight hours now. Yeah.
3: No so, one could survive that amount of repose. Sure.
2: <laughs> but I mean the cats have cats have a high have a high tolerance for repose. It's like their main yeah. state. <laughs> so they are lazy. Um so I started giving her a little bit of uh a little bit of food at night and uh for some reason, I think that a song should accompany it, and I have two options that I want you guys to know. which I want, I want to hear your guys' opinion, which one you think is better. Okay. I like the second one. Okay. I like the so first Helen, one. So, Helen, you were on a <laughs> trade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's the first one. <clears throat> I'm pouring out your night food,
3: meow, meow.
2: That's okay. one. That's pretty good. That's
3: not really a song. That's just the beginning of a song. That's, I'm, I, I What's I'm the What's the bridge? What's the middle age? I don't know Move the rest the of that song.
2: I don't know the rest of night moves. Okay. I only know the chorus. You
3: need to develop it.
2: Uh, and the second one is I could make dinner for a fancy kitty cat. That's mm-hmm. the second
1: one. Can I suggest one? Yeah, sure. It goes Doo doo doo-doo-doo, doo 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 doo.
3: That's the Poirot theme. do,
1: do, 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 doo doo doo-doo-doo, doo doo doo. Doo doo doo. Okay. It's called Night Food. Uh-huh. Um it's an instrumental. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Based on the theme from Night Court.
2: Oh, I like it. Did night did they they said
1: nothing the Night Court theme is totally wordless, right? Just like Night Food, the par- my song parody that I wrote of it.
2: Okay. I like it. Could you take What about
1: this? You could make up words yeah, to it. exactly. I'm porn cat food for in-do-able, my cat. In-do-able,
2: for in-do-able, my cat, John Learycat. <laughs> <laughs> Tell
3: you what though, I like the meow meows from the first one. Yeah. Well, maybe you could incorporate those.
2: I mean, I guess I mean I could replace the do's with meows. That's easy. Yeah. That's an easy fix.
1: Meow, 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 meow. Meow, meow, meow. Singing patient is important. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, 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 <laughs> meow, 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 John You don't have to put in John Larroquette. Well, no, he'll sue if I don't. What about Harry Anderson? How do you think Harry Anderson feels? John Larroquette was a supporting star on Night Court. Harry Anderson was the central figure.
2: Yeah, I think we all knew why we were tuning in, though. Mel Torme? Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) For Mel Torme? Bull. I think... I do like the Night Court theme better than the two songs that you sang. Yeah. I love the, the Night Court yourself. theme. I don't,
2: I don't have any particular attachment to Night Court. That was one of those songs. Uh, that was one of those shows as a kid where when I heard it come on, like from my parents' room, uh, I knew that it was too late for me to be up. Like, and it freaked me out a so little bit. So it makes
1: you feel guilty even now? Yeah, a little bit. I, Wait, I, it freaked you out? Uh, I, I You're concerned that Night Court might cause mummies? I had a hard time sleeping as a kid. So when uh-huh. I felt like I was
2: up too late, it freaked me out.
1: Oh, I didn't know this about you.
2: Yeah, so there there's certain themes. So there's the night court theme, the coach theme, da 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 da. I associate that with maddening insomnia. Even though it was on at like nine thirty.
3: Right. So da.
2: like and, and definitely like when the MASH rerun came on.
1: Mm-hmm. No, well that's like at eleven.
2: Yeah, totally. That's, that's after the late news. That's when it's like, well, it's I'm gonna die of sleep deprivation. That's when my
1: Well, you could just watch MASH. Huh? You could just watch Mash. I could watch Mash. That'd put you right
2: to yeah, sleep. Yeah, be super bored. Helen, I hope you're enjoying this discussion of well, American TV shows that I, you probably didn't get over there.
3: I don't get. I, I don't know what Night Court is, so I've retreated into my rich inner life. <laughs> 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 but I'm a little concerned because if if he adopts the night court theme for the uh, late night cat food song, mm-hmm. it's a trigger for his own fears. Yeah, and right. I think that could be just a really bad idea for you, Jordan.
1: What if I got bull to live at your house and protect you?
2: Yeah, I'm. I would be. I would be afraid. He seems like a. He seems like a Lenny from a, of mice and men.
1: No, he's a no nonsense. He's a no nonsense guy, but he's got a heart of gold. Yeah, I think he'd probably still snap my neck. If what if got I just got? What if I got Roz to come and protect you? Instead? Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. She could. Anyway,
3: what do bed. you think? What? Are <laughs> 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 oh, you guys still here?
1: <laughs> you guys got cheers in in England, though, right? Yeah. If I... So you know all about Harry Anderson. Yeah, which one's he? He's the guy who would who would come into the bar and do magic tricks sometimes. He played a con man. He always wore a fedora.
3: Ah, I don't know whether, because I've been watching the reruns. They're rerunning it at the moment in double bills. And because I'm self-employed and work at home, the Cheers double bill is the only thing that gives my life any semblance of structure. <laughs> sure. um, so I've I've missed a couple of series uh, when I was away. And I'm not sure that I've seen any magicians yet. They've got to the bit where where Alley has just come into the series. Mm-hmm. So does it happen after that? Well, no, it happens
1: periodically throughout the course of the series, I would say. I
3: could be missing it right now. He's probably on
1: eight times. He's probably on eight, ten times over the course of the series. Once a a year or so, he would pop into the bar, steal something from someone, crack a cockamamie scheme. You crack a scheme, right?
2: Yeah, sure. You crack a scheme. You construct a joke. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So what is the – you said that it – that it's a that it's kind of a marker for you while working at home, what does yeah. the cheers double bill mean to you when it comes on?
3: It means uh that it's seven p m it's uh it's time to down tools and do something else for an hour okay you know when you work at home, you're always at work yeah uh I'm of course very working no you strike me as a hard worker yeah person. <laughs> I'm, I'm you know with the cheers double bill. Uh, when Veronica Mars uh, and Gilmore Girls were on as well, that gave my day even more television structure. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, those have been uh, ripped away.
1: And more feelings too.
3: Yeah, a lot of feelings. Uh, a bit more mystery in the case of Veronica Mars. Patter. Too, too lots much of patter. Too, too much
1: talking in the case of the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> a lot
3: of rapid fire talking. I thought my mother until you want and to pull I your fricking hair out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so many village wackos. I mean, do villages like that really exist in the G- USA?
1: G- Gilmore Girls really. Considering my fondness for high-minded television programs and Lauren Graham, Gilmore Girls really had to work hard until I just could not watch it at all. Like just wow. makes me completely insane to even hear the sound in the background of their talking.
3: Mm, there's also the uh, the theme tune I find pretty unbearable. I have to leave the room when that when that happens. I could just mute it, but I have to take it one step further. I think it's the same thing for me as uh,
1: all Aaron Sorkin shows that aren't Sports Night. <laughs> There's just a certain point where I where I just want them to either actually be clever and funny. Or just talk like human beings, not be in this weird netherworld where they're 70% of the way to being clever and funny because everyone, because television shows are written in 48 hours <laughs> by one mad genius in the case of the right. Sorkin shows and the, that Gilmore Girls woman.
2: Uh, is, she a, is she a Sorkin-esque coke? coke hotel room writer? i think so
1: yeah yeah she writes every i don't know if i don't know i don't know i don't think she's been associated with the drug use part but sure. i think she is a person
2: who well i just- mean if you watch one
1: episode of Bunheads,
2: you know that <laughs> yeah. there is a lot of blow involved in the construction well, of one of those what
3: are they hiding in the buns coke oh yeah. coke yeah. yeah i mean
2: sure you probably your, rocks your
1: little party favor up there in your bun yep you're saying they have crack rocks up there yeah oh you think they're you think they're they're puffing puffing on crack pipes
3: That's the only explanation jesse
1: yeah, why, why that's the only explanation why they would make a show about <laughs> childhood dancing.
3: Well, there's a natural it's audience for that, which is, I suppose, 10-year-old girls. Yeah. But is that enough I to have, keep no. a show on American television?
1: Especially if it doesn't have Lauren Graham.
3: I mean, if they cancelled the rest of development after two and a half series then uh, I don't think the ballet show is really going to work.
1: That's a good point. Yeah.
2: What What is
3: Lauren Graham from other than that? Parenthood?
1: Mm. She oh. had a she had an arc where she was the efficiency expert on news radio. That's when I first came to know her. Oh,
3: okay. She's the woman who goes fuck me Santa in Bad Santa. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, she sure does know. say
1: that. She's a delight. She sure does say that. And she's, she's on Christmas Parenthood. Yes. Parenthood, is, Parenthood is another show where I, 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 my wife has been watching it lately. I think I'm just not very good at enjoying certain types of B-plus, A-minus television program.
3: Yeah, you either want it to be a lot better or a lot worse.
1: Yeah, and I don't, I don't really <laughs> care about ones that are a lot worse. I want it to yeah. maybe... To, you, want it for to be, its...
3: you want everything to be amazing, Jesse, and that's your problem, because not everything can be amazing, and if it was, you would not appreciate it being amazing anymore.
1: Well, I mean, I think maybe that I would like it to moderate its ambitions if it's not going to be that great. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, uh, f- for example, I think Cheers is a show with very, very, very narrow goals, that it, that it fucking destroys it just kills it every time like they their goal is let's have a, a stupid sketch at the beginning of the thing mm-hmm. where at the end carla says something mean to someone they fucking get it 10 out of 10 every time i'm like yes they fucking nailed that whereas these other shows i f- i feel like maybe are um are just a little bit stupider than i would like them to be weeds is another good example of this Weeds is also a little racist, <laughs> or at least season one was, which is the only one that I saw.
3: Which wasn't even the high concept of Weeds, was it?
1: I mean, I the the, the racism? No. No, no there that's, was a whole other... That's
3: just the sideline of Weeds.
1: Uh, one time I heard the Weeds lady on uh, with our buddy Elvis Mitchell on uh, the treatment, and uh, she was talking about why it's okay for her to write characters that i would describe as broad ethnic stereotypes it was because uh, for a while she used to play park uh, uh, chess in the park with a lot of black guys so she's <laughs> she pretty much like herself she knows a lot about yep she knows a lot about what blacks are really like when their defenses are down <laughs> you know now when they're on parade for us whites <laughs> gave me the heebie-jeebies anyway this is a tour of critically acclaimed television shows jesse doesn't like that much any,
3: any more while you're at it
1: yeah, well, we've already talked about Modern Family enough on this show. Oh man, I sure don't enjoy that.
2: Aww. As a, um, as a, as someone who's trying to get work uh, writing for television, you love all the shows. I, I love all the shows, yes. and I think I will officially eject from any conversation uh, from any conversation uh, crapping on a television. Show you know what? And though creators,
1: I'll tell you this. Yeah, Archer's great.
3: Hey, yeah, sure.
1: I Fucking love Archer every time. Yeah, I'm. I'm never not happy that I watched Archer. This, this is great.
3: This is another one we don't have in Britain.
1: Oh, you're missing out on Archer.
3: Obviously, I am. <sighs> Get no, yourself just some making...
1: DVDs and a region free DVD player. Let's no. make this happen for you.
3: Okay. I feel, I feel glad that I can uh, make my life um,
0: better. Well,
1: let's talk it's about absolutely. the train when we come back yeah. Yeah. in just a second <laughs> on Jordan Jessica. <laughs>
2: Hi, this is Biz. And I'm Teresa.
0: And we host a new show about being a mom.
2: After you have the baby, how long does it take before you feel like your old self?
0: Will you ever get to be sick again and lose yourself
3: overnight in a NyQuil fog? Will you ever again sit on a toilet alone? Join us every week to find out.
2: And remember, you don't have to leave your baby on a checkout conveyor belt to be one bad mother.
0: Subscribe for free on iTunes or go to MaximumFun.org.
1: It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective.
3: Helen Zaltzman, Visiting Professor.
2: Emeritus
1: or.
3: I wouldn't say that. Okay. You know, there's everything to play for by the end of the show, obviously.
1: Sure. You got a good fellowship, though. You're yeah. here because you got a really solid fellowship. I'm
3: really locked in, Helen. Yeah. I
1: just want to emphasize this: publisher perish.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Helen, we were just together at South by Southwest yes, in we Austin, were. Yeah. and you got here by uh, ground transportation means.
3: That's right. I took a train.
1: And you don't know how to drive.
3: I don't know how to drive, Jesse. You're a grown-up. I know. Well, I started to learn when I was a teenager. I didn't really take to it, so I thought. I'll put this off till after I've been to university. But then after I went to university, I moved to London where you're absolutely stupid if you go around by car. Did you have the expectation that
1: after you got that college degree, everything would fall into place in terms of learning to drive?
3: I thought... Once I'm fluent in Anglo-Saxon, the driving is just going
1: to be
2: piece
3: <laughs> of pie. You figured
1: it was your, your lack of mastery of semiotics. Yeah. <laughs> the, the relationship between sign and sig- signifier and signified.
3: Yeah. I, I thought, I need to know what uh, influence the uh, ancient Norwegians had on modern British pronouns. Mm-hmm. And then I figure I'll learn three-point turns. <laughs> sure.
2: So um, so so I guess why not plain then?
3: Well – I thought it would be an interesting novelty. I also really hate airports, and I find them quite boring. And I thought, I've already taken a couple of flights to get to Austin. I feel a bit bad about the carbon emissions. Let's train it. And
1: you take a lot of you go on a lot of road. trips. I yeah. was shocked to learn that you don't know how to drive, <laughs> mostly because you've described to me these like two week long road trips that you and your husband have gone on.
3: Yeah, I'm powering the car just with my mind. <laughs> uh, luckily, he did learn to drive. I mean, we don't have a car at home. So this is the only driving he does. But uh, we do love a road trip. And I thought because he's not here and I can't do the road trip from Austin to L.A., which we would have really liked to have done. Although now that I've seen the the route out the train window, and kind of glad we didn't, cause it's a bit flat. Um, I thought there's well, the a train. I'll
1: big right stretches of Texas with nothing going Texas.
3: on. Texas. I mean, I was on the train for twelve hours, and we were still in Texas. It's
1: just dust, and if you're lucky, oil derricks. Yeah, and uh, hey, maybe the train hits a cow.
2: That's fun. <laughs>
3: yeah. A cow so, wanders onto the track. Yeah, saw saw some uh, some of the border fence. Didn't see anyone trying to scramble over it. Disappointingly. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, saw that Prada Martha sculpture thingy by the track. Sure. Sure um you know, a couple of uh, dead animals, bit of dust what, no what kind of what what
2: what's, what were the characters like on the train? What kind of person rides a train from uh Texas to California?
3: Oh, well, renegades yeah, for sure <laughs> <laughs> in fact i had uh, I had dinner yesterday with a couple who'd been on that train since um Michigan. They had spent three days on the train, and they were wow. crazy for it. Uh, so
2: you no, think these are just trained sex enthusiasts, <laughs> sleeper car fetishists. I really they hope call,
3: they're in the sleeper car and not in coach.
1: Yeah. They call that the, the six foot high club. <laughs> right. <laughs> sure.
3: Um, and they find it aids the natural rhythms of their marital lovemaking. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think I, chug, I know what chug, you're chug, talking chug, chug, about. Chug, chug. We, we didn't yeah, get yeah. into that. She asked me a lot of questions about the British climate and she did not mention at all her sexual preferences. But I mean, did you go through any tunnels? <laughs> her husband did. Hello. Hey, hey, hey welcome to America. Hey. Uh, so at breakfast, I met this guy who was uh, coming. He was coming, going from Houston to Los Angeles to start his life over. He hadn't told anyone who was leaving Houston, including his three kids. Wow. Uh, what? Yeah. He left his kids. Well, because he and his wife had just had a messy breakup. Okay. She'd, she'd come home with hickies so on her neck. So this
2: wasn't a. Daddy's going out for cigarettes, and he just gets <laughs> on a trade situation. They had at no. least gotten divorced.
3: Well, she's she's got full custody and a restraining order against him, and he's like, I just hit her once. She, oh. she came home one night with hickeys on her neck. Anyone would have done it. And we're like, okay, there's no point really uh, going through this. But <laughs>
1: right. One time, Jordan, you remember that time I hit you because you had those hickeys on your neck? Yeah, it, <laughs> seemed, to record. it seemed out of line.
3: Yeah. Have no, some I standards. only did it
1: the once, though. Yeah.
3: That's
2: true. It was only the once. Yeah, It was only an open palm... Uh, to the
1: eyes. <laughs> it was one of those a, It was a tiger claw. I, I went shins, scrote, and then yeah. pounded on your head. Just, like, I learned that in once. my women's defense class. Just the once. Women's self-defense
3: yeah. class. And you've worn a cravat to the studio ever since.
2: Okay, so, you are, uh, so you're on the train with yep. a spousal abuser. Yep. <laughs> um, fleeing justice, presumably. Ju- yeah, right.
3: Uh, he's come here to be uh, a parking valet, so he could be parking your Lamborghini. Wow, Jordan.
1: he's not parking my Lamborghini.
2: No, no, he, no one touches. No one touches Jesse's Lambo. <laughs> no, no, uh, no punk, no well, punk teen or or spousal abusers. gonna. I thought,
3: oh. I thought you were going to teach me how to drive on it later.
1: All right. I'll teach you how to drive with a
2: Lambo. I once yeah.
3: ran my mother's car over a bollard.
1: You need. <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: why I stopped learning to drive.
1: <laughs> so, okay. So you met the you, you met the spousal abuse there. Yep,
3: yeah, The train sex enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. A guy that, that he's from um, uh, just south of Oakland and he seemed to be fomenting a socialist revolution. He seemed to be very anti-plutocracy and capitalism and. Uh, Pro-train. Very much pro train. He was getting more train from LA up to up to the Bay Area, and uh, he was saying, you know, it's terrible. They're taking away people's benefits and welfare, and uh, you know that university education used to be free. Blah blah blah. I don't know what can be done. And then he looked like he was thinking, what can be done? Is I'm going to go full Mao Zedong on. Uh, on
1: America. <laughs> yeah, he was probably imagining one of those. Bowling ball shaped bombs with the wick coming out of the top of it. <laughs> You're right. right.
2: I'm guessing this guy. I mean, just this is just a shot in the dark. Did this guy have a jar of something with him? Did he have, did he have his own jar of liquid?
3: Uh, what are you talking? Urine? I don't know. I mean, urine, just...
2: kombucha, whatever. Yeah, kombucha. <laughs> he has the mother. Uh, he has the mother mushroom uh, growing at home.
3: Yeah. Well, maybe he thought I don't want to travel anywhere without something that can start off some sourdough bread.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Just had a
3: jar of Bay Area air.
2: Did you? Did you try and secure your place? You know, once the revolution comes, yeah. or did you try and like secure yourself a good place in his new society?
3: Yeah, uh, I'm going to be the chief, even though it goes against all of
1: them. Mm. But you I mean, talked him into it.
3: Yeah, and I think because uh, I'm British and a lot of Americans are just blinded by the accent, sure. he was willing to do anything. Even though what I was saying was uh, extremely anti the principles, because, you know, you shouldn't elect a chief, it should be a collective. Right, right, right. Collective no, sure. Of, what, 250 million people? Yeah, I think, but, I mean, you make
1: you make the decisions by unanimous consent.
3: Yeah, and uh, I don't see why anyone wouldn't go along with uh, my... my Far-fetched ideas, right? For Give good me society. I, I'm
1: interested to learn about some of your ideas for running the society. I mean, yeah. obviously, you're, I, I presume you're going to install uh, death panels for our health Sure.
3: Yeah. I mean, why Just not?
1: make sure who, di- who who lives and who dies. Yeah.
3: I thought uh, you'd have to sit an exam, and, mm-hmm. including a personal statement. And if your character seemed to be a bit amiss, mm-hmm. off you go. <laughs> to the uh, gulag sure. right yeah. to the gulag otherwise i'm just running this whole place uh, in the same manner as uh, return to oz uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh. i'm gonna
3: get some wheelers now you talked about you said that maybe
2: you you, you felt like you were in line for this because of the british accent yeah. are you worried about being usurped by character actor jared harris
3: <laughs> well what can i bring that he hasn't already brought yeah. And uh, I don't know what he's up to since uh, Mad Men, because he's obviously not going back. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, I don't think that's a spoiler. I mean, that happened a year ago. Yeah. there's so. a,
2: I think there should be a statue of limitation to when you can complain about a spoiler.
3: Yeah. What do you think that is, though? Because uh, on our podcast, we've had complaints about spoiling... The Shawshank Redemption. And when did that come out? In the oh 90s? God.
2: I actually, our, our buddy, Kumail Nanjiani, I saw him get in a Twitter fight with a guy the other day who complained that he had spoiled Twin Peaks. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but that, I mean, that is such a mystery that you, you do sort of want it to be suspended away from you. But then, the other day, I had to write a book review of The House of Mirth by Edith Wharton. And I was thinking, can I insinuate what the end of this is? It only came out in 1906. What I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah. Uh. I think 20 years is fair game. Yeah. I feel like
2: if anything is on Netflix Instant, it's mm-hmm. fair game. Why, because <laughs> you could
3: just skip to uh, the episode midway through Series 2 of Twin Peaks to find out who Bob is, right? Right, exactly. It's, it's one of the best episodes.
1: By the way, don't spoil Twin Peaks for me, you guys. I haven't seen it.
3: <laughs> oh. I wonder how he's going to take to it, Jordan. Because oh. uh, he doesn't like shows that are uh, B+, oh, such uh, A-, Well, A-, and it I has think, uh, its moments of badness.
2: I think what will what would really piss you off about Twin Peaks is its grand ambition, mm. which is perhaps the
3: Jesse hates high flyers.
1: Yeah,
2: and uh, yeah, definitely no, no, no.
1: clip those wings. That's yeah. my motto.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, hey, Icarus. Guess guess what's gonna happen, asshole? Yeah, you deserve uh, that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, I don't think you would like it. It's it's just weird for the sake of weird a lot too. I,
1: I think um, you have to love David Lynch. I think I think the two I think the two projects where I would say slow your roll, David Lynch. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one. Uh, would be probably Twin Peaks. Yes. Yeah. So over ambitious. I hear the movie was terrible.
3: The movie is terrible. Never watch that. Even if you love the series of Twin Peaks, please never watch Fire Walk With Me.
1: N- number two, I would say his plan to make everyone on the planet levitate through transcendental meditation.
3: Hey, look, <laughs> also a little ambitious. You will feel like a fool when he succeeds. <laughs> and we're going everywhere by hovering.
1: I will feel like a fucking Superman. <laughs> I will feel tremendous if he succeeds. If he gives me the ability to fly through meditation... Fucking, I'm ready to make him the president. Sorry, he's the new chief.
3: He's already got his own coffee line, hasn't he? Oh, he does.
1: He definitely has coffee.
3: And uh, I assume that if that's uh, the second of your two main problems with David Lynch, you have not seen the film Inland Empire.
1: No, I have not seen it. I've literally never interacted with any David Lynch media outside of him appearing on (laughs)
3: Louie. I feel bad
1: about it. I, so, once in a while, it'll come up like, should we try and get David Lynch on Bullseye? And You will look at like, a word in. We'll be like, sure, we'll get David Lynch on Bullseye. One time it was to promote his Transcendental Meditation record label. and I was like, <laughs> ah, we don't want to do that. Yeah, But generally, I'll, I'm open to it. But I know that as soon as we book him, I'm going to have to go through his entire f- film and televisionographies.
3: mm. But hey, David Lynch, what's the big deal about the '50s, as seen through the prism of the '80s? That could be your opener.
1: Is, that's a good one.
3: Yeah. Do you think that
2: uh, that 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 uh, the whitewashed suburban facade hides a dark side? <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice uh, nice opener for. for How old do you Lynch.
1: feel about Shawna <laughs>
2: Um I think the coolest thing that David Lynch ever did was there was a radio station out here for a while where he would call into the morning show and give a weather report. And it was oh. sometimes just two or three, like, eh, maybe maybe five seconds long. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, David Lynch here with the weather, Misty, a chance of optimism. And then he would just hang up. It was so
1: weird. But he did it every single weekday. That's great. Yeah. Good for David Lynch. You
2: mm-hmm.
3: should get him to do the weather on one of the Maximum Fun shows.
1: I like his haircut.
3: He's got lovely hair.
1: He's got a gorgeous head of hair.
3: And he seems so happy all the time.
1: He does. because of all that transcendental meditation. Exactly. On that TM.
3: Maybe we shouldn't sniff at it.
1: Yeah. You get all you need is a. Is a nice TM and a nice BM to be happy. Right. I mean, I, mean, I think that the
2: levitation would be good for the train sex enthusiasts because then they could join yeah. the six-foot high club and not have to buy that expensive train ticket.
1: Yeah. I'll well, and see. also I think that it would become a lot less expensive to ride on a high-speed monorail because of the levitation issues. Oh, that's sure. That's true. Once that's been handled, once you don't have to power the current to go through the maglev. Well, I mean, then it would be
2: just a not a rail situation. Just the power yeah. of the passengers' minds would levitate. That's how the train. a
1: maglev. That's how a maglev works, Jordan. Don't oh. you know anything about high speed trains? No, awesome. Well,
2: <laughs> Sorry, guy. Get your head on straight, Jordan. Sorry, guy. It's
1: like you missed the whole transportation obsession period of your childhood.
2: I absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I absolutely did. I definitely was not a truck or train.
1: Uh kid. Whoa, oh speaking whoa. of tr- Speaking of truck kids. Mm-hmm. This is the song I sing with Simon. Okay. Simon and Daddy are buddies. Mm-hmm. As close as two buddies can be. One and two and three.
2: Is that a is that a parody of something? No. Okay. It's good. It's an original, it's an original composite. An
1: original. My dad wrote it. Oh wow. That's yeah. nice. So
2: it's been handed down. Yeah. So if you were Weird Al, that's your dare to be stupid.
1: Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Great. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, I think it's a magnum opus, and it has a great costume that goes along with it. <laughs> right. Um, you could develop really, that
3: maybe into a movie. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Think about it. That is really fun. I don't think my dad ever sang a song, except to the dog. He would, uh, he would release emotions towards the dog that he would never, to his children <laughs> or wife.
2: Yeah, I guess, yeah, it would be funny if he was, like, talking to the dog, but it was, like,
1: clearly aimed at you. Like,
2: right, so hey, so you should the- be more ambitious. <laughs>
3: hey. Get it together.
1: Uh, I'm sorry I go on such long business trips. My dad's right. a
3: sculptor, so he love did your these mother. things apply. Yeah. <laughs> he would never say anything that open, even through the medium of dog. <laughs> <laughs> he would never use the L words.
1: He would just he would just portray his feelings in clay.
3: My, yeah. Uh, he was also very fond of chainsaws. And oh. other he's a man with Parkinson's disease And he has a chainsaw <laughs> He has three sledgehammers And a five foot blowtorch So if he goes It's going to be spectacular <laughs> the,
1: the blowtorch particularly yeah. Seems like a bad idea I mean, I mean that really seems feet. like trouble <laughs> what's, he, what's he doing with these uh, death implements?
3: Uh, well there are a lot of Unexplained uh, people missing In the area of England where right, he, sure. uh, he is a sculptor
0: But oh, okay. the chainsaw
3: is for fun The chainsaw is for dealing with uh, problem trees yeah, And uh, he loves it. Oh, uh, it, on the topic of dads with
2: chainsaws. Or killer dads. Uh, killer dads. Does, does, uh, does England have that phenomenon of the dad that goes crazy for Halloween?
3: No, Halloween is relatively recent uh, in Britain. Obviously we had it, but no one really did costumes or trick-or-treating right. until about five years ago. And now it's mainly drunks in their early 20s getting dressed up. It was
1: mostly, <laughs> previously it was mostly focused on actual witchcraft.
3: Like a lot of our public holidays are in Britain. Sure. I mean, some some of the things we do at Christmas uh, would blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but you don't have you guys don't have the this is this is a big American thing is the suburban dad that you know makes the house into a you know a horrible nightmare every Halloween.
3: Yeah, my dad would not have done that, but uh, he's quite self-involved, so he probably wouldn't have noticed that it was Halloween. Either. Sure. Yeah. Um. I don't. I can't speak for all British dads we do we do already have the kind of people who do the Clark Griswold thing to their house with the Christmas lights. Oh, okay. So I wonder whether those same people go crazy for Halloween. You but guys have like... Santa Claus? Santa Claus. He he makes it over. He levitates over to Britain <laughs> to drop off the presents. Um but
1: Figgy puddings, you guys got Figgy
2: Puddings. Oh, that stuff's awful. What is it? yeah, what is Figgy Pudding? It's I only know it, know it as a song lyric.
3: Yeah, well it's it's Christmas pudding, so it's like a a, a bomb of extremely densely packed <laughs> fruitcake. This is the weird thing about Christmas sweet treats. They're all terrible. <laughs> They're all made of the same sub- substance, but in different shapes. It's all dried fruit packed into an extremely <laughs> dense compound. I guess
1: just at some point in England, that was just all that was available, right? Yeah. Just just dried fruit and so you, and rum.
3: Well, it used to have meat in it as well. So the mince pies no, used couldn't. to have actual beef in it. So
1: it was dried fruit and beef?
2: Yeah, it was Ooh. quite
3: sweet. Oh. and everything was preserved. Also it and, seems like uh, the
2: British definition of pudding is very loose. Like it's <laughs> a the what is pudding is a big tent.
3: It is a really big subject. Yeah. Like, you could write a thesis on it, Jordan, if you were so inclined.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, I mean I think so. I mean I think it's time that maybe I kind of leave the showbiz thing and get back into academia. Yeah, like food-based academia. I, I like the idea.
1: Pudding. I like the idea of this being a big tent issue. I like the idea mm-hmm. of there being an election for king of the dessert foods.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah someone, someone running on uh, the definition of
1: pudding yeah. and it being
2: expanded. I mean, I guess like the definition of marriage. Well, like it could just be think. pudding
1: is running against custard. Oh, <laughs> okay. They're right? not
3: equal opponents. Custard is one thing. Pudding is many.
1: That's the thing. That's what pudding figured yeah. out. Because here in the United States, it is not, pudding is only one thing. Pudding is only pudding. It what, is, only, what is pudding? It's whatever Bill Cosby says it is. Okay. Yeah, pudding is, I think the difference is custard has custard is made with eggs. That's right. And pudding is not.
3: Huh? So pudding so is they're a custard-like both sweet. substance?
1: Pudding, both pudding and custard are sweet, dairy, thick desserts.
3: Okay. So they could, because in, in Britain, if pudding was versus custard, I mean, the custard would complement many of the types of pudding, but the custard in Britain is kind of runny. No,
1: and, a custard here, you're looking, It's it's so, got to have some firmness to it. That's the whole point of putting the eggs in there. Right. But I think the the firmness in pudding comes from gelatin. Yeah.
3: Gosh, you've got so narrow minded when it comes. to What pudding, we over guys. here
1: call a pizza, you guys call an
2: Italian pudding. <laughs>
3: <laughs> a flat pudding, we call right. that. A flat cheese pudding. <laughs> yeah, and what you call uh, spaghetti, we call string pudding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: We'll be back in just a <laughs> second on Jordan Jesse Go. Love
0: you, love you.
1: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
3: Helen Zaltzman, uh, foreign exchange student.
1: It's great to have you here, Helen. It's very fun. How, what did you
3: think? What we sent you- uh,
1: Chris Fairbanks over to England. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, <laughs> and he's over there on some other podcast.
3: Yeah. He, if he's doing my podcast, then he's in my house right now. <laughs> uh.
1: Hey, Jordan. Yes. How about this for a quick announcement for our audience? I'd love a quick quick announcement. Guess what's coming up in April? It's probably the pledge drive. Yeah, Max Fun Drive, my friends. Mm-hmm. You've been you've been freeloading for too long, assholes.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> we're gonna stick it to you. I don't know. Maybe that's not the right tone to take. You're gonna stick it to
2: us, meaning your support. <laughs> yes. We're, gonna, we're, we're have... gonna open up our anuses
1: to receive your support.
2: You we're, this going very to,
3: romantic. <laughs> we're going
1: to allow your five dollars a month to stimulate our prostates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We do, have, we do have something this year. Uh, the, uh, for those of you out there who don't mm-hmm. know, all of maximumfund.org is listener-supported. Support, so if you are – we give away all of our shows for free and we ask for you to support them. Um, and this year – and we have a pledge drive only once a year. So we will be asking for your money in April and having special guests and all that stuff. But the thing that I wanted to say is we have this thank you gift this year mm-hmm. uh, called the Intimate Sensations Pack. Hmm. I know Lindsay's running the board this week. She's been deeply involved in the construction of the – she's nodding knowingly. Um,
3: By construction, do you mean she's been carving <laughs> toys? She's
1: been carving dildos, yes. Yeah.
2: It's right. <laughs> are wooden dildos.
1: <laughs> it's just wooden dildos. Splintery. Well, to be fair, we gave her the chainsaw and went her to go g- sent her to go gather some wood from problem trees.
3: Yeah, my dad's a sculptor. You could have asked him if he's willing to go in the sex toy direction. We should have just hired that guy whose house you stayed at in uh, Palm Springs, Jordan. Oh, yeah.
1: That that dildo flower guy. Sure, I don't think he made the dildos though. I think those were found dildos. Second
2: <laughs> okay. uh,
3: secondhand. Yeah, yeah. Oy.
1: Just he just go look in the bushes by playgrounds or whatever. Sure.
3: Is that where dildos hang out? I think so. That's
1: <laughs> where people throw their dildos. Yeah, when they're all used up. <laughs>
3: So anyway, we have
1: do have an intimate sensations pack. I'm not going to reveal everything that's inside the intimate sensation pack, but I will say the the Pretty ingredients intimate. are very now, sensual. is that
2: it, this is not just a cute name? It is actually erotic.
1: It is highly
2: erotic well that fits wow. most of the
3: shows on this network
1: <laughs> sure well certainly this program yeah
3: it is intimate we're all uh, here trapped in a tiny foam box
1: if you're out there and you're not participating in an erotic activity right now you're using this show wrong you should at least be jerking it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bare minimum yeah bare minimum your hand should be down your pants but really if you can get into a sleeper car on a maglev train yeah and get someone <laughs> in there your, pop to in your, stimulate your, your yeah. genitals <laughs> <laughs> That's, and you're playing Jordan Jesse Go maybe on a jam box? Mm-hmm. You know, like on one of those little portable speaker systems. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Or just in a nice pair of in ear headphones. Mm-hmm. Noise canceling headphones, maybe, so you don't have to listen to the sound of the, you know, intercoursing. Right.
2: 'Cause that's that's unpleasant.
1: Well, it's certainly unpleasant when you could be listening to something far more erotic like Jordan Jesse Go. For instance. Just that's just an example. Mm-hmm. Anyway. If you ever want to have an orgasm again, support <laughs> yeah. Jordan Jesse Goh.
2: We're not saying we're not saying you can't have an orgasm without this show, but this is the Stimulate the
1: balls situation. Yeah.
2: This will make, this will amp it up.
1: And we're actually going to do a live show from uh, MaximumFun.org. Uh, well, it's going to be very arrived. This yeah. is going to have video, so. It's going to be hard for people to control their orgasms yeah. as they watch at home. But we're going to do a live this streaming This is going to show. be
2: more stimulating for men because men are so visual. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think mainly who uses this podcast for erotic uh, you know, purposes, it's women, because it has to do with fantasy. Right. Maybe with- you
3: should do some written... Uh type show for the women rather than you know videos to me. I would really oh,
1: enjoy lucky. some yeah. Jordan Jesse Go slash feck. Oh yeah. Right? There. There's gotta be some Jordan Jesse Go slash no, fic no, out there. I would I don't I think I know you too well and I don't want it to be a description
2: of us doing it, but I would like to maybe be doing it with David Graham. <laughs> or like, that, that a, does sound like a fun. cross max fun. That sounds fun. Brian and Aaron finally decide to uh, <laughs> fucking drop the shit and get it on. Like we all know they want to. Yeah, sure.
1: This we have a lot of really good ideas. Mm-hmm. We should explore this, and we're going to do this live show the last Friday of the pledge drive, and we're going to stream it on the internet and everything. You'll only be able to fucking listen to it later if you're a donor. So get your donations out. Yeah. Um. But you know, I think this is going to be. I think this could be a fun topic of conversation. I think Brian is going to come by. Sure. We can ask him How wh- he would when feel they're about finally going to do it. Yeah.
3: Maybe he'll be ready or, to consummate on the video stream. Yeah. Or, I mean,
2: maybe
1: if the slash fic is ready by then, we could read some on the air. Yep. I think Brian probably dates guys who are handsomer than us. Sure. I'm not going to lie to you. No, Brian I, Brian's yeah, a very a, handsome guy. I, I can
2: I can confirm this.
1: Fucking Safi's yeah, doing it all right. Yeah.
2: I went to their uh I went to Brian and Aaron's live show yeah. uh here in LA. Um Yep. Uh, Packed house, mainly gorgeous guys. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Anyway. I'm not surprised to hear that. Yeah. Sounds tremendous. Okay. Anyway, Max Fun Drive is coming up, so get your donations ready. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica.
0: La <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective.
3: Helen Zaltzman, Token English Person. Jordan, the
1: reason <laughs> the reason I wasn't on the show last week yeah. is because uh, Helen and I were on a panel at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. You've been to you used to go to South by Southwest a lot for your job on, at Fuel.
2: Yeah, I've I've been there for a couple different uh, for a couple different hosty type jobs, and uh, yeah, always a blast. I'm uh, I'm always a little bummed when I can't go, and very envious of people. People's uh, look at my barbecue hashtag SXSW tweets. Yep. Oh god, you should
3: envy. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. We
1: went. We went to a restaurant where you can buy all you can eat barbecue, mm. and we just ate like animals. It was daunting. Sure.
3: It was just a, a circular pit piled high with animals. What? You, then we ate like animals.
2: What do you? What, what are we talking here? <laughs> oh, I'm talking about the meats that were available, oh, not the well, nature of the eating. In, in but the that was you, a good demonstration. Yeah.
3: In the all-you-can-eat offer, uh, it was brisket, ribs, and... What was sausage. Yes. Smoked sausage. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, the... and, oh, sorry, there's a zebra-striped golf cart to take you from your car to the restaurant, a walk which is approximately 30 seconds. <laughs> What? what so where, so you
1: like, park? The zoo, like the zoo train
3: yeah it wow. was
1: literally probably a decommissioned zoo train
2: that's their heads they're not they're not inferring that you could eat zebra in the restaurant right there's maybe, not like a barbecued zebra shank
3: maybe they're inferring that you will eat so much that you'll no longer be capable of movement afterwards <laughs> fairly accurate sure. it
1: was pretty great oh yeah just ate until we were sick Terrific. Because you get, and then there's, and then you got coleslaw. It was a real nice vinegar coleslaw. I usually yes. prefer a creamier coleslaw mm-hmm. because of the fat in there. Yeah,
3: <laughs> but you didn't need that because meat. But it didn't need
1: because we had all this meat and, oh, geez, we ate this brisket. Oh, boy. Just ate until I, we, we looked like those little babies from the. Africa TV commercials.
3: <laughs> yeah, we ate till Just we looked like we had malnutrition.
1: After they go to a barbecue buffet. Tore off yeah. our shirts, our bellies sure. were puffed out, and then fucking Fox flies at the peel. corners of our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing it, doing it big in Texas.
3: Oh, it was magnificent.
1: The ba- I think that my favorite part of South by Southwest, I mean, here's the thing. For me, there's a little bit of disappointment because... So there's so many opportunities to drink for free and yeah. when you don't drink you yeah. sort of like people start drinking for free at 10am sure you know and then they're just drunk for free throughout the course yeah, of Yeah I think
2: it's one of those events like going to Vegas where it's like uh, ninety percent of this is drinking. So you know.
1: yeah, I mean, look, I did. I have a nice time going to dinner with fellow podcasting magnate Dan Benjamin of the Five by Five Network. <laughs> yeah, sure, I had a great time. Yeah, would it have been better if I was super wasted? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> sure. But the one thing that I really enjoyed about it and was feeling very proud of myself about was that I would I was getting recognized. Every three hours. Oh, sure. Two, every two, three hours, somebody would come up well, to and me and say, the, I love your show. This shows. was the internet
2: wing yeah, so of film, South by so, Southwest, so basically, Southwest.
1: there's internet and film happen the first week and music happens the second week. And uh, yeah, I was really proud of myself. Sure. I'm like, I'm a fucking major celebrity here. Like People <laughs> keep coming up to me and telling me how great I am. This is tremendous until... Helen and I had just Helen and I had just done some interviews. Me and Helen and Roman Mars had done some interviews, some field interviews for a show that Helen was contributing to uh, from the Guardian, the, mm-hmm. the uh, British newspaper. And she had them all on, uh, you know, like a compact flash card, mm-hmm. but she needed to upload them to her editor at The Guardian. And she didn't – and she was disappointed that the press area didn't have any compact flash cards.
3: Also, I don't think I was using the correct uh, vocabulary because yeah. I did not know how to translate my technological needs into <laughs> American.
2: Yeah. yeah. And so uh, – You said, uh, where's the electronic puddings? <laughs>
1: I need a pudding
2: for the pudding. The internet pudding. Yes.
1: You kept saying, a lift. I need a lift. (laughs) Um,
2: Robbie Williams (laughs) is famous.
1: I don't know. Um, And so she's talking to this poor woman. Uh, at the give
3: me the pudding
1: <laughs> <laughs> at the counter, the woman saying, "You know, this is just a this is just a press lounge." You know, I, we they didn't. I'm not even sure they had computers for people to use. Maybe just printers
3: and a massage chair for Jesse Thorne to get a free massage. I did
1: go and get oh, a free terrific. massage. Well, they, these, everyone I was with didn't have the sense to recognize that it was a free massage chair and go get in it immediately yeah. upon seeing was it. Was this
2: a, um, uh, a person massaging you or a, uh, an electronic? Oh, it uh, was a person. Okay.
3: Yeah, you were getting full elbow in the back type. Oh, of yeah, full
2: on. Absolutely. And so, it's South by Southwest, so it was like the guy from Girl Talk, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, the guy from Girl Talk It's just one guy. It's anyway, just one guy. The yeah. guy from that. Anyway. The,
1: the Girl Talk guy. The Girl Talk guy. Yeah, he, he, he smelled like cracker crumbs. <laughs> um, I think it was his beard. Uh, so, uh, so she's she's going through this thing with this with this person, and this big black guy is standing right behind the lady uh, that that Helen's talking to, and he turns around and says, "Are you Helen Zaltzman?" <laughs> Just this huge, this huge man, just a monster, mm-hmm. a monstrous man.
3: A gentle giant. It's yeah, very benign b-
1: Very man. much a gentle a nice giant. A bull from night court type. Yes, exactly.
3: <laughs> Which I don't understand because we don't have night courts, so
1: thank you. <laughs> An African-American bull. Sure. If you can imagine that. And, uh, and he says, are you Helen Zaltzman from Answer Me This? I, I recognized yes, you by true. your voice. Now, yeah. Helen, guilty as charged, yeah. is Helen Zaltzman from Answer Me This. It's true. She very graciously said, yes, I am. Do you have a flashcard reader I could borrow? <laughs> <laughs> and he did! Yeah. Oh, terrific. He did! He, he went right his into day. his backpack and pulled f- out a fucking flashcard reader. That's and awesome. This
3: has really nettled Jesse Thorne, though, who, as aforementioned, was getting recognized all over the place for his appearance, which, you know, he, he does put this on. So people are going to take notice of his apparel. He seems very annoyed. I get recognized by my voice, which is the only thing anyone would know me for. And now
1: here's the thing. The only time I we've ever been recognized by our voices when, was when we were in college. Me and Jordan and Gene were in the back of a bus in Santa Cruz. This guy turned around and said, hey, are you guys the Sound of Young America? We said yes, and it was the first time we'd ever been recognized. It was a really big deal. He said, I listen every week. We're like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Are you a really big fan of KZSC? That was our station. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said... No, I'm homeless, and my radio's broken and it only gets one channel. <laughs> so, wow. so that's the only time we've ever... But what I was really upset by was not the voice part. It was, hey, other people that recognize me, what are you doing for me? You know what I mean?
3: Hey. How is this well, benefiting gotta, me? You've
1: got to ask, you know?
3: Well, uh, let's talk it out. Okay, let's do a role play. just to, sure. So Jesse's feelings can be calmed, I think. Okay. Hey, who are who you, am I? Are you Jordan Morris from Jordan Jesse Go? Yeah, I am. Let me lend you an SD card. Thanks. Jesse Thorne, I notice, is standing next to you, that guy from Put This On. I'd assume that such a guy would already have an SD card, <laughs> so he's fine for it. I would, not, oh, yeah. I would not demean him by suggesting he had a technological need that he needed me to fulfill <laughs> as a stranger. Prepared.
1: You, just, yeah, you exactly. seem prepared. So I should have been more affirmative is what you're saying.
3: You should be What like, should I have been asking hey, for?
1: Probably brisket.
3: Yeah. yeah. Maybe a lift. <laughs> are you... Can we try again? Can yeah. we try the... Okay. R- okay. Uh, do you want me to try with
1: Jordan or with no, you? No, with me. With me. Because hey. I'm working it through here.
3: Hey, are you Jesse Thorne from all of the Maximum Fun podcasts that you make? I am. Do you have any brisket I can eat? Uh, I know where you can get some. Do you want me to take you to there?
1: Uh, I mean, I, I really want... The thing that I want is that immediate gratification of having a need satisfied sure. immediately upon being so recognized. You, what, you
3: sit down... I'll just run out and get you some brisket. Will that work? And then I'll then I'll leave while you eat it so we don't have to make How about let's try? Can we
1: try it let's try it again? Okay. Let's try it one more time. All
3: right, time. sorry. Okay. Oh my god, are you Jesse Thorne from the Jesse Thorne things? I
1: am. Can you help me resolve some of the lingering emotional issues surrounding my father's post traumatic stress disorder?
3: Well, I would be more than happy to try. That's what I'm looking
1: for <laughs> That's
3: that's solution. Yeah, I
1: think it's just an assertiveness thing. Problem you know? solution.
3: Well, I suppose my podcast is about problem solution. And mm. maybe yeah. maybe we have taught uh, this guy will to be a problem solver
1: you're like the Boy Scouts you're always you teaching uh, people to always be prepared and not, you hate homosexuals are not
2: quite as as the Boy Scouts <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> oh that's pretty good Jordan if if you were going to ask for one thing what would it be do you think oh I mean if we were at South by Southwest I can try we can try it out do you sure. want yeah, I'll yeah. be a fan and you sure. just be you okay hey Aren't you Jordan Morris from Jordan Jesse Go? Yeah. Can you
2: ask the guys from Yay Sayer to give me a foot rub?
3: <laughs> <laughs> There's no need. There's a masseur in oh, the oh, Yeah.
1: Oh, that was tremendous! What did you do? Anything really good at South by Southwest, Helen?
3: I went to a lot of talks about the internet and stuff like that because <laughs> I don't drink either, really. So I don't. I'm not good at nightlife.
1: I was impressed at how poor the quality of the talks was.
3: Well, it's, sometimes it's nice to watch them and think, "Wow, is that all there is to doing a keynote?" Yeah. Why am I doing a <laughs> keynote then? Well, what what also annoyed me is that a lot of the talks were going. Suck
1: it, Gore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
3: they, they were going, hey. If you want to, if you've got an idea, just do it and then make it big and then you can finance it. Yeah. And so people go, well, how do you finance it? And they go, finance it. Just do it. Yeah. Just do the idea. No, I've spent, you know, six years of my life doing this bloody podcast. I feel like it's actually a character flaw that has caused me just to do things that I like that don't make me any money and give me no future prospects, no pension, no stability at all. So I feel like maybe I'm going to set myself up as a sort of demotivational speaker.
1: I like that Roman Mars on our panel, our friend Roman Mars, who hosts the brilliant show 99% Invisible, said, It's the best time ever to be a podcaster. But I'm not necessarily saying it's a good time to be a podcaster. <laughs>
3: yeah. we're all self-punishing people.
1: <laughs> Did you see? I, I got to see. Uh, I got to see a really lovely uh, documentary about high school basketball directed by our friend Davey Rothbard from Found Magazine, an old friend of ours, sure. regular guest on uh, the Sound of Young America back in the olden times.
3: Was that mid? M- M- do- no- I knew it began with an M. Uh,
1: it was called Glendora. I want to say. Glendora, I think. It's the name of a town in um, Indiana. I'm
3: going with the M beginning, three (laughs) syllables, ending with an A.
1: It was a really lovely documentary about the high school basketball team of this town high school in rural Indiana where – Essentially the population of the town has dwindled to the point where there are only there are less than 100 students in the high school and so there i, I if i remember correctly there are 33 boys in the high school and they play against these high schools with 15,000 students mm-hmm. and so they uh, uh they had lost every game for two consecutive years so it was a documentary about the combination of the way that the industrial, the crumbling of the industrial economy has, uh, you know, negatively affected these small towns to the point where they lose their identity. You know, because everybody's going to Walmart and everybody's sending their kids to the regional high school. Um, with the story of these sweet kids who are just trying to win one basketball game, <laughs> really nice film. You see, you see anything good?
3: Yeah, I saw. Actually, quite a lot of sweet documentaries as well. I saw one about Harry Dean Stanton, one about tiny houses, one about a guy that was wrongfully imprisoned for 25 years for murdering his wife, and two documentaries about pornography, which meant that everyone thought I just spent the whole time at South by Southwest, a whole week just watching pornography. <laughs> Did you
1: not? I mean, you went to two.
3: Yeah, but that didn't take up the whole week. I had to fill the rest of the time with stuff with... about the future of tech. Well, you...
1: I just figured amateur pornography <laughs> the rest of that time. I'd only
3: watch a documentary about it, not the actual stuff itself. So I saw one documentary, which was about um, some hippies in Berlin that uh, raise money for environmental causes by making and selling amateur porn starring themselves and people that they meet in the street and then they went spoiler alert they went (laughs) went to this small Amazonian tribe that they were trying to save with the 400,000 euros they'd raised which is a lot I mean it's about 600,000 dollars and uh, the tribe were like we don't need your porn money. We need jobs. <laughs> and so they had to go back, uh, back home with the money, disappointed. And the other one I saw was about Buck Angel, who oh, is... Oh, can I can I oh, ask sorry. about the
2: Berlin hippies real yes, quick? sure. Are these are these people you would want to see in pornography?
3: They looked like they had not washed in a really long time. Oh, okay. And they had a lot of piercings, and some piercings, particularly the one that's through the middle of your nose, made hmm. me really nervous because I just think if someone accidentally yeah, that, that one or makes me uncomfortable uh, too. Yeah, a lot of that.
1: I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. And the, the, the one ar- that makes people look like a little piggy.
3: Yeah, precisely. Which I don't personally. I don't see the appeal of that visually. But I guess it's just not for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not for me to it's buy, buy that. It's porn. for
1: somebody to the tune of four hundred thousand euros. Yeah, yeah, right.
3: I mean, if you want some hippie porn, though, you're doing you're doing good for the environment. Can you fuck it? Him.
1: The nose ring. Yeah.
3: Depends mm, if it's big enough. I suppose. I think maybe
2: maybe it's maybe it's someone with just like sensitive nose cartilage and then mm. while they're being you know you just flick it yeah you just give it a little like flick like you would a booger give it a little flick
3: <laughs> what about those really horrifying ones that are like a huge <laughs> tube through through your earlobe
2: you can probably fuck that yeah you, yeah that well, you can fuck sure you got to uh, be you got to be real careful but you know you're not going gentle gonna...
3: a gentle tender fucking yeah sure yeah. like a tender a sensual, sensual mm. like
2: anniversary fucking yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other documentary is about Bark Angel, who is this uh, very butch male porn star with a vagina.
0: Oh. Wow. Yeah. I yeah.
3: would
1: imagine there's relatively few porn stars who are uh, butch guys with vaginas.
3: Yeah, I think he might be the only one. Because there is a really whole
1: butch. genre of porn that is uh, uh, women who have penises.
3: Yeah. Well, he's, he's barking the trend, as it were. And uh, he has a very highly pierced wife as well. So, again, it was a slightly uncomfortable viewing experience because I was worried that, you know, she might get caught on a knitted sweater or something. Did you learn anything interesting about him and his lifestyle? Yeah, it was really moving, actually. Um, It was was a very interesting uh, thing. Very interesting thesis about uh, what gender means, I suppose, and how difficult it is to be a butch porn star with a vagina (laughs) growing up in a not understanding community. And how how also the testosterone can make uh, your vagina quite cancerous. Oh, dear. Uh, But uh, it it seemed a happy ending. And he was there at the screening, so uh, he came out and cried afterwards. It was very emotional.
1: Wow, that sounds very powerful. Right up there with that movie (laughs) about the rural industrial teenagers that I saw. All
3: all grade A jerk-off material.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org is a co-sponsor of the fifth annual Women in Comedy Festival happening this weekend in Boston. The festival kicks off Thursday, March 21st with SNL alumni Rachel Dretch and Horatio Sands performing with other top improvisers from the UCB Theater. For comedy fans, the festival is an incredible opportunity to see some of the best comics working today, not to mention some of my personal favorites like Maria Bamford. For more information and tickets, visit www.womenincomedyfestival.org dot com it's jordan jesse go i'm jesse thorne america's radio sweetheart jordan morris boy detective
3: i'm helen zaltzman from answer me this
1: it's a great podcast if you're out there i listen to answer me this every week
3: do you I do. Do you? I do. That's that's nice to know.
1: I would have it on my phone right now if I had not already listened to this week's episode. Right,
3: or if you hadn't been lying about listening to it every week.
1: I listen to it every week it's one of my favorite shows i was very disappointed when you guys went on christmas break
3: i'm so sorry for taking some time off at christmas to enjoy christmas with our families actually martin and i went on a road trip of course and avoided our families completely (laughs) i hope you enjoyed
1: your socialist paradise Um, (laughs) hey guess what guys support for jordan jesse go comes from audible.com provider of digital audiobooks and more if you want to listen to it audible has it with more than 100,000 downloadable titles, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals, you'll find what you're looking for. Jordan, Jesse, go listeners might enjoy Lost at Sea by John Ronson.
2: I enjoyed "Lots Lost at Sea, the non-audio version, and I will confirm that, yes, that is a terrific book, and I probably made a lot better
1: by John Ronson reading it. Yeah, because John Ronson is awesome a professional voice. television host. Yeah. Yeah, and radio host
3: and he's a droll fellow
1: he is he's yeah a, he's a delight he's I, a, he's a delight john ronson he
3: is a delight he, he was on our podcast
1: oh when was he on your podcast
3: oh uh, it was about episode it was in the 190s it was in the early 190s
1: helen by the way has been podcasting for practically as long as we have
3: no. I mean, let's not get competitive, but you're younger than me, and you've been podcasting for longer. Imagine how I feel.
1: Listen,
2: we're all babies compared to the Harry Potter fan fiction <laughs> cast, okay? <laughs> we'll never—the grand dame of podcasting. There's a Harry
3: Potter fan fiction Hold podcast. on, you guys. Okay, sorry. sorry. For
1: a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership, go to audiblepodcast.com slash jjgo. Audiblepodcast.com slash JJ J. Go you can listen to Lost at Sea by John Ronson yeah and big it, uh, big endorsement for that that's a terrific book I really enjoyed it I mm-hmm. was I, my only disappointment my only disappointment was um, John Ronson wasn't reading it to you yeah is it yeah. not John Ronson no it is John Ronson okay. reading it okay. if you have the audio book yeah. I read it in galleys I'm not trying to brag or anything mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's, it's John Watson reading it too, and that's pretty great.
3: Because it's always better when the, when the authors read it themselves. Although I listened to uh, the audiobook of um, Things the Grandchildren Should Know by Mr. E from The Eels. Uh-huh. And it's not read by him, I think it's read by his bassist. But he does a pretty good impression of Mr. E. And it's, it, my husband and I listened to it on honeymoon, and everyone dies. I don't think it's too much of a spoiler of saying that every yeah. chapter someone dear to him <laughs> dies, he's like, I was going to meet Elliot Smith for lunch. Then he stabbed himself in the chest. <laughs> and that kind of level of uh, tragedy. I'll
1: tell you, the only important person in his life who's not passed away is me. I see him sometimes at Trader
3: Joe's. Do you? I do. Do you ever think I'll. I'll just buy him something to make up for all of the death. I'll get him some uh, free sweets or something. Yeah, so
1: yeah, I probably should. That is actually a really good idea. Yeah. So have some uh, wasabi peas? Yeah, like some wasabi yeah. peas, yeah.
3: Who would object to that?
1: Turkey jerky? Mm-hmm. Oh, how about this? Pre-cooked edamame. That. Hey. Oh, sure. Right? Because you can snack on that whenever the fuck you want. Great snack. Yeah. And then you can then you can make some cool uh, synth pop rock. Yeah. <laughs> Experimental. I like the eels. Sure. Eels, excuse me, not the eels. I'm so sorry. Eels, forgive me. Hey, oh, one other thing I yeah. want to mention. We haven't talked about it lately on Jordan Jesse Go. A little something called boatparty.biz. Yeah. Um,
2: well, I talked about it last week and got some of the lineup wrong. I will say that the uh, lineup at BoatParty.biz is the correct one.
1: Yes. We, we, uh, and I apologize you, for my error. There was some, there was someone that had, that had been in talks to appear mm-hmm. that you had misremembered and blah, 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 sure. blah. But we have a totally amazing lineup. Yeah. I can't imagine you would be disappointed with this lineup. Maria Bamford, mm-hmm. our friend Maria Bamford, one of the funniest people in the world, if not the funniest person in the world. Uh, Chuck Bryant from Stuff You Should Know podcast. Hey. Uh, Chuck's going to come and do like a trivia thing. We haven't honestly decided. Chuck just said, can I come? And I was like, yeah, sure. You're, you're a great guy, <laughs> right. Chuck. Um, John Darnielle of the Mountain Goats. Oh, nice. uh, Dan Deacon, the brilliant uh, electronic music super genius. Dan Deacon, whose shows are absolutely fucking apeshit bonkers. In fact, I am thinking that even though maybe maybe Darnielle is a little more fam- – <clears throat> maybe maybe Deacon might not be the most famous person mm. – I kind of am thinking I'm going to have to have him go on last because of his reputation for completely burning down the house and leaving everyone in a pile of tears of joy and sweat. Yeah. Um, He's absolutely – for a long time he would only perform in the audience Mm -hmm. so that he could get everyone to party with him and like jump up and down and dance and stuff. A uh, completely wild thing. Hodgman, Hari uh one of my favorite comedians I've only just gotten to know yeah. in the last year or so. He's a writer on uh, Kamal Bell's show on FX. Um, Josie Long, who you know.
3: She's my friend.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A brilliant English comedian. Right, wouldn't you say? Brilliant English comedian. Absolutely. Yeah, as Not good well. as it gets. Yeah, and, and, a, and what a warm spirit.
3: She, she is...
1: A winning personality.
3: She does have a winning personality. She's an inspirational figure.
1: She is indeed. Well, that's what we're looking for. That's why... That's, that's what you're going to get. That's why we're bringing in the Who Moved My Cheese guy.
3: Inspired <laughs> you to put your cheese in a more sensible place. Yes,
1: exactly. He said, why not put it in the cheese drawer? There's a cheese drawer in your refrigerator.
3: <laughs> but have you thought about putting it in the salad crisper?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our friend Al Madrigal, the man of a thousand voices uh, from The Daily Show, of course. Mark Marin from WTF. Nellie Mackay, the beautiful and charming songstress, Nellie Mackay.
3: What an interesting mix of Maron and Mackay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well,
1: well, you got to get Marin and Mackay together. They're two of America's most beloved eccentrics. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eugene Merman. How about that? Eugene's never been to one of these things. Yeah, Merman's great. It's... Has he ever been on a boat? He's probably been on a boat. But it might have been a flat-bottom, like, glass observational boat.
3: Yeah, or one of those swing like boats in Cancun. At, at a playground. Oh, yeah,
1: one of those swing boats at a playground. Absolutely. Our friend Jasper Redd, mm-hmm. a hilarious guest on this show. John Roderick, Curtin and Kristen. Did you hear that uh, Kurt Brownaller from Curtin and Kristen, uh, the other uh, Kristen is Kristen Shaw, sure. of course, that he uh, kickstarted a project to. To have, to have a skywriter write a joke he thought of <laughs> that's great <laughs> so in a couple of weeks here in Los Angeles a skywriter is going to write on the sky how do I land <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh yeah I mean fuck the Veronica Mars movie that's what you use Kickstarter for and and Nick Thune one of those guys I would say Nick Thune Jasper Red both of those guys fall in the category of too handsome to be so funny sure absolutely very handsome men
3: so maybe you could uh, you know beat him off a little bit yeah, Just yeah. Drop him Pretty off,
1: pirate style yeah, international the waters yeah, yeah. anyway yeah. you can go to boatparty.biz if you want to find out more information sign up for the email list we already beat mark mcgrath ah i think i'm going to invite mark mcgrath on the thing I think well, what you else should.
3: is he doing i mean what, rock
1: and roll what? jeopardy yeah rock- <laughs> keeps winning rock and roll jeopardy <laughs> frosting his tips I think
2: that would be a great that would be a great olive branch because Because I I mean he was probably the reason he had to cancel the Mark McGrath and Friends cruise starring Smash Mouth is because (laughs)
3: Wonderful Friends and the
2: Spin Doctors and the Spin Doctors really yeah
3: is this boat just straight from the late 90s I think I could. Yeah, get... it
2: was in the Bermuda Triangle. It got <laughs> caught, and now it's just emerging from the uh, the hellscape.
1: Now that our music host John Roderick has taken such a strong stand against punk rock in mm-hmm. the pages of his local alternative newspaper, mm-hmm. um, I think that probably means that he wants to do some duets with Mark McGrath, right? Yeah. So let's do it. <laughs> let's <laughs> sure. get. Let's bring McGrath in. Yeah. If I'm extrapolating correctly. Yeah. My geometry isn't perfect. Is that Mark McGrath? Is punk rock? Yeah, no. Mark McGrath is is the opposite of punk rock, right? Oh, sure. And so, so John Ronson, oh, John, John Roderick, uh, John Roderick would be
2: to... into it. Yeah, yeah. into okay. duetting with sure.
1: him. Sure, I'm least... going to invite McGrath. Do it.
3: Right, He'd be the better man.
1: This week, I'm inviting McGrath at my expense. Wow! If anybody out, of out pocket. there, out of pocket, I'll buy his plane ticket. I'll l- let him cruise. Yeah,
2: you'll <laughs> you'll have a whole uh, jar of L.A. looks gel in his cabin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be fair, you can get a gallon of LA Looks gel for 99 cents. What's That's the olive branch. I mean, it's not, you know, right. it's the thought.
3: It's more simple. What color?
1: Pink or green?
3: Green.
1: <laughs> green. Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: I've got a question about yeah. the, the boat party. Yeah. It's, and this is genuinely out of interest. It's not that I'm thinking of setting up a rival one, because I'm not. Okay. But where do you get a boat from?
1: They run regularly.
3: Well, you just... They already exist. A boat?
1: This is not a boat. Right. I don't have to build the boat. Yeah.
3: No, but I mean, where do you get... As an adult... How do you get a cruise ship at your own disposal? Say,
1: well, there will be some other people on the cruise ship. Yeah, do you just what? They just won't be invited to all the all cool right. events. And oh, stuff. they're
3: not coming to your party. They're either.
1: not. Si- well, all got of to our stay rooms play shuffleboard. All of our rooms. Well, room- well, we're going to be playing shuffleboard. There's going to be a shuffleboard. Yeah, But they tournament. can't play
3: your shuffleboard. No, they cannot
1: participate room. in our tournament. Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not.
3: You can have a cabaret singer. Basically, all of all,
1: all of our rooms are in one area of the boat altogether. Right. And then we have special rooms where we go and hang out and do stuff and special performance rooms where we go to the shows. But there will – there are other – I mean unless this goes a lot better than I expect it to, <laughs> then there will be other people on the boat. Because, you know, the boat sleeps 5,000 people or something like that. Well, you could probably fill that. Well, we might, we might have 1,000 or 1,500. Yeah. Within a couple years. I mean I think the bare naked Ladies Cruise, they, they get the whole boat. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, totally. Yeah. You got it, 'Cause that's they got one, the presidents yeah. of the United States of America. You got it, so that's four bare naked ladies, four presidents mm-hmm. of the United States of America. So that's eight.
2: Yeah. I mean that's I mean let's I mean we can take down McGrath, fine, but the Bare Naked Ladies, that's one fucking mid nineties Heritage Act we don't want to mess with.
1: I'll tell you what. One time I made a joke about the Bare Naked Ladies on Jordan Jesse mm-hmm. Go. I got a fucking barrage of yeah. emails. A fucking barrage From of emails. .ca addresses. Yes. I think I said that that uh, that the uh, bare na- naked ladies were a band beloved by genial dorks, mm-hmm. which that's, I, that's is pretty much the definition of the bare naked ladies. Yeah, right? What's wrong
3: with that? And then the genial dorks turned out not to be so genial. Yeah, so they you, got
1: real not genial real like, quick on my me, emails. Do
3: not call me genial, Jesse Thorne.
1: They were tweeting the shit out of me.
3: That's, if you have a tweet about Chris Brown as well, even if you don't at reply him, there must be people just searching for Chris Brown all the time. And those are two common words, yeah <laughs> on so they're sure, really right. filtering and then and then they go for you
1: yeah oh they they were they were right at my neck i'm not look, I'm not trying to pick a fight with the bare naked lady yeah I'm going to invite McGrath on the cruise Great. there. it's done.
2: Can he send the lead singer of Smash Mouth in his stead? No,
1: okay, I will not accept the lead singer of Smash Mouth. <laughs> okay. They're even. Wor- they're too much of bad. I bet Mark McGrath is a nice guy. That's why. Do you? I think he probably well, is. Smash Mouth is a nice guy. I feel like their musical. You think musical the Smash quality- Guy is a nice guy? I bet
2: he is. Smash guy. Smash guy. Smash guy. Is the fun I think he is. I mean, I think Smash if you're talking Mouth. about
1: Smash Guy is his name.
2: I think if you're talking <laughs> niceness to badness of music, I
1: bet they're jockeying neck and neck for both of those. Right. I bet the guy. I mean. The There was, Cracker was on that cruise. The, now, there's no doubt that Cracker is the band, out of all of the bands that yeah. were on the cruise, that I would most like to have on our cruise. Mm-hmm. However... Because
2: you want them to uh, play their note-for-note cover of Tusk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I would probably want them to play Camper Van Beethoven songs. Sure. Because, you know, we went to college in Santa Cruz. That's Santa Cruz's only famous band ever. Yeah. You know, so show some respect for Cracker. But I would say... I kind of feel the reason I want to invite McGrath, besides that I think he's probably a nice guy and he always does so well on, on Celebrity Jeopardy.
3: And he's still uh, going with the blonde tips. I mean Confident he's t- they'll come back in.
1: And he still still won't wear a shirt. <laughs> um, he wears a shirt, right?
3: Does he not
2: wear? A shirt? Well, I don't he think usually he doesn't a shirt. wear a
1: shirt. He's got a gorgeous torso. He'd I mean, the man.
2: I don't. Th- I, th- I guess I.
1: Th- I think of him as a heterosexual kid. man. I would love to rub my dick up and down his torso. Great.
3: That's why <laughs> heterosexual on the cruise. Heterosexually.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, but he. I. I think we should. Invi- I think we invite him. Yeah. Right. How? What could go wrong?
3: He might get seasick. Yeah. That could go wrong.
2: I mean, he he comes and none of the babes pay any attention to you. Uh
3: That's because they're happen. all. Yeah. You know
2: what? I'm a married man. No, that's right.
1: I got a child. I think my McGrath's... junk doesn't even work anymore. Sure. I say, I say, we just get McGrath. And best case scenario for me, honestly, Mm -hmm. any babes that are interested in me, I just shunt them off to McGrath. Yeah, say McGrath is over there, go frost his tips. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah,
3: it's nice that you're doing him a favor. To make up for the fact that you took away his cruise.
1: That's what I feel. I feel bad about ruining yeah.
3: his – ultimately,
1: end of the day, he's the guy whose cruise I ruined by making him our rival and then destroying it within two days. So, sure. you're,
3: so you're going to get him some tail we're done. No. You're a good guy.
1: I, I, I'm going to go – I'm going to send a tweet. When we leave this mm-hmm. studio, I'm going to send a tweet and make sure Mark McGrath knows that he is invited to BoatParty.biz. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go.
0: <laughs>
1: it's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart.
3: Jordan Morris, boy detective. Helen Zaltzman, um, woman from england I've, i think i uh, you, don't too need early you, you, don't, you don't he need doesn't to, to change, every time. Really? Visit- to change every time everybody i thought visiting professor is great
1: visiting professor was a really good one.
3: Oh, well see now i've just feel like you know you're
1: fine you're fine i'm giving downhill. you a promotion now you're adjunct I've, I've, adjunct I've, faculty
3: hey i've got tenure
1: yeah <laughs> yes well you don't have 10 tenure yet that's why you're adjunct
3: oh i don't understand how the american system works but well, first you're
1: adjunct then you get tenure does
3: it mean i get a working visa Oh, yeah,
1: you, oh, can, you can totally get a visa. Yeah.
3: Good, So I'm going to take this as official.
1: Yeah, look at and look how gorgeous the weather is yeah. outside. Yeah, enjoy it some Obamacare
3: on <laughs> oh, <nuts. laughs> Well, thank you. Alan, you
1: know all about taking calls on your show because yeah. uh, you take many a call and email to yes. generate the questions, yeah. which you then
3: answer. That's right, that's how it works.
1: Um, on our show, we ask the people call when something momentous happens Ooh. for our segment, Momentous Occasions. They give us a call at 206 984 4FUN, 206 984 4FUN. And uh, well, let's just go straight to the calls. Here's our first caller.
2: Hey, guys. This is Katie in Oregon, and I am 24 years old, and I just got my license. This is huge for me because this has been we'll my finally go fishing phobia for forever. I hated driving, and I am now a licensed driver.
1: Congratulations. And I am
2: super, super excited. Love the show. Bye.
1: Can I say something about driving a car? Yeah. I learned to drive when I was about 20. Mm-hmm. I grew up in San Francisco, similar yeah. to London. There's not really much reason to drive a car.
3: Did you feel like a late bloomer at 20?
1: I did, Yes. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm 32,
3: yeah. which means, you know, now. I've
1: it, felt exactly, it felt exactly the same to me as it would have felt if I had learned when I was 32. Yeah,
3: mine would be like the 40-year-old virgin, but with learning to drive.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, my mom didn't learn to drive until she was in her mid-40s.
3: Why did she bother at that point?
1: Well, she got a teaching job. Um, out of town right. so she had to drive to it uh, or take the bus for four hours Oof. so, so she it learned. was yeah she learned to drive but uh i will say this about learning to drive uh, you i guess you get a more fulfilling driving experience or something from a manual transmission um that's what people who drive manual transmissions sure. say yeah. a lot
3: i mean it's great when you stall on a hill yeah.
1: better than that? but i i will just say I will just say that if you stick with an automatic transmission, driving is shockingly easy. It is almost – For how deadly it can be. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. For the potential for disaster. But seriously, like I took took, – and I think it was a very good call for me to take a professional driving lesson. I Mm -hmm. found a reputable driving school. I took two lessons uh, that were each 60 or 90 minutes, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, And I learned how to drive. It was that easy. Now she can uh, tool around Oregon. Yeah. Well, now do. I'm feeling embarrassed. You can go to Ashland.
3: I'm dependent on others if I want to tool around Oregon.
1: Yeah, you okay. got to.
3: I've made some bad life decisions.
1: What if What if Martin smartens up, dumps you like a hot potato?
3: It's going to happen. And ha-
1: I mean, then how eligible. are you going to go on road trips?
3: I guess I'll have to do like your mum.
1: He's going to meet try. a he's going to meet a laser groupie because he works with lasers. He used to <laughs> work with lasers.
3: Now now he uh, does uh, something that I cannot explain. Very briefly at all. <laughs> he used to laser cancers. And now, now that he doesn't do that, now he has he a much does a, succinct job.
1: A special kind of pornography that involves butch men with vaginas.
3: <laughs> it's going really well. Shooting, yeah.
1: <laughs> shooting lasers. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's hear our next call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and Gus. This is Colin in Brooklyn. I just had a momentous occasion kind of steeped in pathos. I was driving home. And uh, there was a Latin American teenage girl who was doing some skateboard tricks. And she kick flipped her skateboard right into the middle of the street. And the guy in front of me just ran right over and it cracked in two. And the girl looked so sad. I felt so bad for her. Well, but she shouldn't have been playing like in she the road. she was going go home and listen to a Morrissey song or something <laughs> to work it out. And her mom was with her, too. And her mom looked like, oh, shit, got to buy a new skateboard now. Anyway, I thought I'd share that because I witnessed that universal moment
3: by myself. That's something momentous happening to somebody else. It's like Colin is just the witness to momentousness, not the participant.
1: Did you hear the 99% invisible about skateboarding in cities? No. Beautiful 99% invisible made me very sensitive to the issues of people who skateboard in cities. But at the same time, as a non-skateboarder, I have a really hard time getting up any pathos for anyone on a skateboard. I hesitate to call it a universal moment because to me skateboarding looks like the boringest thing in the history of the world, <laughs> both as a all all everyone 's doing is just is just sort of jumping two inches in the air and then and then falling yeah that 's all the skateboarding whenever you see someone skateboarding they 're either going somewhere in which case they should just get a bicycle or they 're trying to do a little tiny trick, like a trick that to someone who doesn 't skateboard seems like the most dopey, pathetic, tiny thing. I'm sure it's super, super hard. I'm not suggesting otherwise. But then not being able to do it. Like, you never see someone out there skateboarding and they do something you're like, hey, that was pretty fucking cool. You're just like, yeah, well, I guess he did that weird little thing. (laughs) I guess he put his skateboard up on that stair.
2: Yeah, it's like, I guess my my litmus for uh, skateboard impressiveness is when I hang out with uh, the aforementioned Chris Fairbanks, who, uh, a lifelong skateboarder, and, you know, there's that stuff like at the X Games where the guys, you know, the guys go off the world's biggest ramp and they do a flip and like anyone can appreciate that. Anybody can see
1: if somebody does a fucking flip, like yeah. a flip yeah. in any context. Sure. You can jump on a fucking trampoline and do a flip and it's still impressive even though anybody could jump on a trampoline and do a flip. Continue. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. But he is he, – he could not be less impressed by that and just wants to watch like a guy with dreadlocks – you know jump from jump from the street uh to like uh, the top of a stair yeah and yeah and like he will he will sit down and explain to me why that's more impressive and i i don't know i kind of like that about it i like how there's that barrier to entry i think we were talking about reddit a little bit on the last show and that being just like so intentionally baffling and i think that's what Impressive. That's like what kids like so much about skateboarding is that it is baffling to everybody who's not super super into it. No, that's very fair. Yeah. Well,
3: that's... I think that's sort of an optimistic interpretation. I think kids like skateboarding because uh, it gets them out into the fresh air, and also oh, sure? they can't—they're not allowed on other wheels.
1: That's true. The ninety-nine percent invisible was based around what they call Love Plaza in Philadelphia, which mm-hmm. is the plaza where the love—the famous Love statue—is. Yeah. And uh, it was a it it was a destination for many, many of apparently of the great skateboard videos of the 1980s, early 1990s, um, because it was, you know, iconic place and also a great place to skateboard. And they de-skateboardified it. And to protest this, the guy who designed the plaza, who at the time was in his 80s, I think, um, went had a press conference in the plaza, said, I think that. Uh, I, I think that public spaces should be used for what people want to do in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, it's the public's right to, to use this as a skateboarding area if that's what they want to do in it. They and can
3: they, deal drugs if that's what they want.
1: <laughs> I think shirt. it's a beautiful a beautiful use of the space. And this, like, 90-year-old man got on a skateboard, mm-hmm. stood on a skateboard and had someone pull him Aww, on the skateboard in the town. plaza and said they should they should arrest him if they wanted to. That's cute. What do we got? One more call? Two more calls? One more one or two? Jesus Christ, Lindsay. No, let's do one. Let's play it. Uh-
2: Hi, Jordan. Yes, you go. This is Ann from Denver calling with a momentous occasion. Um, I was stopped at a red light uh, a couple of minutes ago, and the at the uh, opposite side of the intersection was one of those self-service car washes, and there were about six middle school kids in one of the self-service bays um, popping quarters into the machine and... Um, Making their own little water park with the water hose and the soap hose. Very resourceful. And the kicker, um, one of the middle school kids had one of those scary it clown masks. Uh, pretty <laughs> Cool. Great. Love the show. Bye.
1: That is great. Yeah, that's a kind of magic that makes this a wonderful world to live in. I, yeah, I like. I really, really love
2: that kind of that kind of middle school ingenuity I think yeah. it's it's like the kids these kids were younger than middle school but it's like the kids I saw a couple weeks ago trying to catch the squirrel in the box that yeah. like I think everybody has this you know when everybody talks about young people like the, the idea is that they're just sitting in front of an iPad all day or something but I think yeah I, I like the idea that that kids around that age will always just want to go out and fuck around.
1: Yeah. When was the last time you went on an, a, an adventure, grown up, who's complaining? You just sit around all day watching your fucking Netflix streaming. Sure. You know what I mean? These fucking yeah. children, what's great about a 12 year old is that they're old enough that they are capable of doing some shit. Yeah. They're, they can be by themselves. Yeah. They can have dying. a pocket knife. You yeah. know what I mean? Sure. But they're not so old that they no longer have dreams. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like around fourteen, you get to high school. You're like, "Oh, this is what fucking yeah. life is." You
3: get very cynical. Yeah, 15. and then you're just like, well, you know very-
1: what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna listen. I'm just gonna listen to sad music on my headphones and yeah. uh, shut myself off from the world. But when you're twelve, you you are both capable of and interested in making a sweet ass fort. Sure.
2: And, yeah, and definitely I think it yeah it goes along perfectly with skateboarding in that, like, it's always really fun when you know you're using something for something it wasn't intended to be used yeah,
1: for. Yeah, because then you're fucking living on your terms. Sure,
2: exactly. Yeah, that's always really impressive. If you want to the mom. If,
1: <laughs> if you want to use that public bench as a place to j- jump two inches in the air and <laughs> hit some part of your skateboard on something sure. and then go back down into regular skateboarding. I learned that from Tony Hawk. That's a, one of my favorite. Is that moves. one of his sweetest yeah. moves? That's probably his most famous move is where he jumps two inches in the air, puts the metal part of his skateboard on some bullshit, and then just comes back down and doesn't fall over. That
3: sounds amazing.
1: Sure, it's a really high scoring move in Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three. <laughs> oh, totally. And if you can string that with can a few combo other, that for two or three couple, couple ollies, yeah,
3: yeah, that's impressive. If
1: you can combine that with a grind on a rail, mm-hmm. I mean, if you can just grind on a rail. Just grind a rail, man.
2: Sure.
3: Do you have to stand on the skateboard for that to count or could you just uh oh, absolutely. The I absolutely not. I
1: don't I do not now again. Are we talking I am about the scoring skateboarding system for Tony's Hawk Pro Skater 3? I am not an expert in skateboarding, you guys, and I want to make that clear. Mm-hmm. However, I'm pretty sure that it's about which different things you touch with the skateboard without falling over. So, it's irrelevant whether you're on the skateboard. That you could go through a really great skateboarding move is if you go into like TJ Maxx or sure um marshall's Marshalls, ross Ross. you take your skateboard and you just run down the aisle down all the clothes because you get a thousand points for each clothing that you touch your skateboard to without falling over
2: yeah basically you do that once
1: and you have a red bull sponsorship yeah that's the x games that's the whole x games is just people just going ape shit in a ross Mm -hmm.
3: that sounds easy well Well, and the best sporty than i thought
1: and the best part is the values Oh, I mean, absolutely. I
2: mean,
3: you know, it,
1: those are designer
2: brands. Yeah, exactly.
1: Those are designer labels. When you talk about designer brands at prices you can afford <laughs> and you talk about extreme sports, you can combine them in Ross flipping, which is what it's called. <laughs> it's called Ross flipping. Sure. Oh, if you get involved oh you're thinking in- of house flipping. That's what Vanilla does. No, that's where they do it in, in the homeware section. Okay. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Well, we've explained skateboarding for you, and now we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective.
3: Helen Zaltzman, Spy. <laughs> oh, oh shit no! this whole time oh, no! you've been a mole this whole oh, time
2: no! oh fuck I, I swear to p- god if you go blabbing what goes on here to Nerdist I've got a pen gun <laughs> do not cross me
3: <laughs> so I'll just go back to Russia and report on what I've found not with that microfiche you won't <laughs> no. Sam why didn't I just uh, use proper files not microfiche <laughs> why do I have to stick well, with the old ways well it's got a kind of it's
2: got a retro classic charm I'm yeah. not
3: really a retro maniac it's not like my, <laughs> my phone looks old but is new my phone is actually well it is actually old because my husband bought it on eBay it's one of those transparent ones with colourful wires in it No, that's fine, oh. yeah, but it's not a modern reproduction phone that actually works well
1: That is – I would go on eBay to buy one of those ones with the transparent with the colorful wires. That would be be
2: funny if there was like a spy who is like the spy equivalent of the guy, you know, in the bow tie and suspenders muddling things into a cocktail. It's like, listen, I still like microfilm.
3: Hey, I've got 400 sheets of paper shoved up my rectum.
2: I know we could do this with drones. He's like, listen – just teletype it
1: to me. <laughs> right. Teletype it to me. I have to sort through my fake mustaches. I do not have an email. Send it via teletype. <laughs>
3: Apropos of fake mustaches, why are they popular? Internationally it's here in Britain, there are mustaches on everything.
2: Are there? That is a rubbish it's, Yeah, trend. it's exhausting. Oh. Wait, and just on people?
3: On, like, m- cups, pencils, oh, right. paper, yeah, yeah. t-shirts. Yes.
2: Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, it's see. very dumb. And that's why
3: Jesse had to get rid of his mustache because he didn't want to be seen to be following the trend. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah definitely.
2: Uh, God, the, the people I feel the worst for are the index finger mustache tattoo people. I mean, yeah. that... they're never going
3: to regret that. <laughs> I know Or that's... any other tattoo on their index finger.
2: Yeah, you might
1: as well have the uh, lyrics to "Ice Ice Baby" tattooed on you.
3: <laughs> Let me show you my back.
1: You <laughs> oh, well... Helen, I'm sorry. <laughs> you might as well have one of Vanilla Ice's. Uh, signature chandeliers tattooed on you. <laughs> Has he
3: got right. a chandelier. Company got now. a line
1: of chandeliers. Look, we got to wrap this thing up.
3: to sure. go and launch my line of chandeliers?
1: Helen Zaltzman is from the delightful podcast. Answer me this. Find it in your iTunes. I really enjoyed. Really sincerely, is one of my favorite shows. Thank it's you really very much, great Jesse. to have you here.
3: It's it's a delight to be here. AnswerMeThisPodcast.com If you don't care for iTunes, because there's something wrong with you.
1: Yeah, or just type it into the internet. Answer me this. It's a fun. It's a fun show, Jordan, where they get questions from the audience. It's both sort of advicey questions and knowledge questions, yeah. and they explain things. What's a good example of something you've explained recently? We don't have to explain it because we'll leave that for the podcast.
3: Right. Well, we get get asked a lot about the origins of phrases and stuff. Uh, What have we explained? We explain why brides throw bouquets. Yeah. See, this is the kind of information you need to know. Yeah. Because you're often at a wedding just thinking, why? Why are they doing that? Everything else makes sense, but why that? (laughs) Then needless
1: to say, you also get emails from people who are concerned they're trapped in the friend zone.
3: A lot of friend zoning... And um,
1: I know this from the McElroy brothers. That constitutes 75% of all advice questions in the world yeah, is right. just people concerned they're, they've been trapped in the friend zone.
3: Yeah, if you're concerned, then you probably have been. And,
1: and was, by people, I mean 21-year-old nerdy guys. Well, sure,
3: ours is 14-year-olds. They start oh. earlier in Britain. Yeah. Oh. They get started. Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> the it's a sluttier begins. nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah th- it is. It really I is. For,
2: I think I, I will – I'll confirm that I think friend zone issues start at around 13 and continue – uh, yeah. until death
3: it's because girls are cruel and also they develop faster than boys so I think a 13 year old boy is more likely to get friend zoned by the sure. time
1: the boy is 17 he's got a really nice set of jugs mm-hmm. yeah.
3: <laughs> or a skateboard <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> One of the to two. make up for it. Um, hey, everybody, come on the boat party, boatparty.biz. We're looking forward to the Max Fun Drive at the beginning of April. We'll have special guests and all kinds of cool stuff. So if you're not already a supporter of the show, we'll make it worth your while, I promise. Uh, we'll talk to you. Oh, Lindsey Pavlis on the boards this week, in addition to Brian Fernandez, our. Um, our editor and producer, our theme music Love You by the Free Design, Courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Thanks to them for that. You should go buy go buy a free design album. There it's beautiful, wonderful music. Um, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun org.
2: Comedy and culture. Artist owned,
1: listener supported.